welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we have a question. Mm. Neither of us want to ask the question. I'm waiting for you to ask it. (laughs) No, you ask it. Okay. And then I'll answer it. Okay. (laughs) The question is... (laughs) Yeah? Am I self-centred? Hmm. (laughs) Let me think about that. Of course, we're asking this for everybody else to think about. Yeah. On a personal level, we're not thinking of anybody else, we're thinking of ourselves. Well, it's a challenge, isn't it? We're, we're going to be challenged. We're going to be real and we're going to be honest and we're going to be challenged. Okay. Because because we all are self-centred. Okay. And that goes back to the full Genesis 3. Adam and Eve were not self-focused. It, there was no selfishness or pride. There wasn't or any sin. No sin. So yeah. they were God-focused. It was the way God intended it to be. Mm-hmm. The outworking of the fall and of sin is that we became us focused, self focused, self, therefore self centered, or a tendency towards self centeredness in a bad way. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to look at, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's, we were going to have it, am I selfish? No, I've, I've just said it, so now you have to answer it. I'm saying uh, nothing. Okay, just be quiet. Um, but that, but in a way, we thought, well, let's talk about being self-centred because then we can talk about how we can have other people at the centre because we could become other people-centred. But is that right? And then where do we bring a balance with, you know, what God does want us to take care of ourselves? Like there's, it can be a wrong, so we're going to tease all that. There could be a wrong self-denial. We're going to tease all that out, aren't we? Yeah, it's not as We're going to come up with all these amazing answers. We are. Yeah, well, let's hope so. (laughs) So I've been thinking about this in terms of how would I identify if I was being self-centred apart from you telling me? And I guess... Could you write you a letter? Yes, that'd be nice. I guess it it would... Uh, well, I was thinking about how maybe it would be... It would come down to my responses if somebody else was in the centre, but I wanted to be in the centre. Mm. So then you got feelings like jealousy, mm. maybe a bit of anger thrown in there, injustice, what about me, mm. self-pity. Mm. Um so that might be something that if somebody else is in the limelight or somebody else is this, is having attention or somebody else is mm. being focused on, mm. then that would be one way to identify if there's a self-centeredness in me. Which, like we've just said, there is in all of us. Like that is sin, isn't it? Is about self. Right. So we're not even asking a question of is there. We're saying there is and how does it outwork? Right. Because we've got this... We've got this leaning towards it because of the fall. Inside of us is this beast that Mm. says, you're the most important person on the planet. I mean, that's how basically the world works. That's why we have everything revolving around my rights and my, Mm. what makes me happy and... What I want and what I I need. And so I guess looking at it as Christians, that's what we're probably the best to look at it because we can think, oh, well, I'm not self-centered. I'm, you know, but it's a subtle thing in our hearts, isn't it? That, that just drives us forward that we, what I want, I want... I want to talk about my things or I want my needs met or I want my moment or my position. And then that's such a tricky thing to talk about because at the same time, it's right that we do have a voice and we do have 
you know, it's not tricky because having a need for affirmation or a need for attention isn't wrong of itself. No. But this self-centeredness and this drive is, and it's like so many of these things with God, it's so hard to work out what's sin and what's woundedness. Yeah. So the prayer, the prayer is, Lord, help us to identify where we've gone off track. Yeah. And to come back. Like I was thinking when you're sharing about the scripture in Romans 12 about do not be conformed to the patterns or the, the ways the world thinks, but mm. be transformed in the way that you think. And it's this thing of the, the Lord is wanting to extract us from the ways and the thinking of the world, mm. which includes self-centeredness. So we come in, we, we become a Christian and then God says, well, I mean, yippee for one. Oh, yippee. I thought you said you be. No, yippee. Oh, yippee. He's happy. God says yippee. Yippee. Yeah. Yippee, yippee, yeah, yeah. He's just very happy. There's rejoicing in heaven, etc. And then he sets to work in our hearts to to help us extract ourselves from the ways of the world. Yeah. It's a fight, isn't it, really? Yeah. It is a fight within, but God wants to help us with it. So we've got to look at it. I guess, I guess it would be good, wouldn't it, to think, in relationships, am I self-centred? I don't want you to answer that. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Speaking on I'm behalf of a friend. I'm asking God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not you. Right. No, you can. I don't know. But are we? Uh, it's easy, isn't it? We drift into it. It all is about I and me and what I want and what I need. I mean, in marriage, it's it's pretty difficult to live with someone who's... No, <laughs> it's pretty difficult to make room, isn't it, for... <laughs> somebody else and 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 not just to want it my way because I do want it my way I know I want everything my way yeah I think we should just get to the bottom line we do don't we is it just me is it just me it's mostly you <laughs> it's not true you want things your way as well it's true we're all there we're we all want there. it our way maybe that's the bottom line we do it's just inherent in us and um I was thinking about that in terms of Sometimes we we can feel sometimes, can't we, that we have like one-sided relationships. I'm not mm. talking about you and me at the minute. Mm, thank you. But sometimes you can have somebody that is maybe like a go-to person to share some struggles with, but really that's all you do in that relationship. You just are always the one sharing your struggles with that person and they're always the one encouraging you back. Mm. So that's a kind of lopsided Okay, so this is an interesting question then. So the person who is, you're in a relationship, like you've got a friend. Okay. Imagine you've got a friend, Andy. Thank you, yeah. What should we call him? Let's call him um, Gary. 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 Nice. All right, so Gary's your friend and Thank you're always you. talking to Gary. Yeah. And Gary's just really nice, so he always listens to you. Does he support Liverpool? No, yes, he supports Liverpool because you like Liverpool, Andy. Yeah, he's because a, he's because he's that kind of nice. Because he's a great guy. Because Gary is really nice. I, I'm liking Gary. Me too. Because Gary always listens and Gary always makes room for you and you can talk and right. But does that make Gary a really amazing person? Or it could be meeting Gary's need. Ah. Do you see what I mean? Do you see where I'm getting? I saw that. Do you see yeah. where I'm going? Because can Gary really be perfect? Because who's perfect? Yeah. And should Gary be in a relationship with you if you're just always talking about you? Yeah. Should he put some boundaries up? Mm. I mean, I'm thinking I should talk to Gary. I'm going off Gary. 
<laughs> I don't think Gary's as godly as we think, Andy. Yeah. And maybe Gary's self-centeredness outworks in a different way. Ooh. Your self-centeredness works that you talk to Gary all the time about Liverpool and all your troubles. Right. But Gary's self-centeredness says, I've got to keep Andy happy to feel good about myself. Wow. Okay. There we go. That is interesting. Because sometimes I think when we think about self-centeredness, we uh, we equate it to attention. Mm. So it's about me getting attention. But that's not always the case, actually. Self-centeredness might be isolation. Or it might be, like you're saying, keeping everyone happy and everyone thinking well of me. That Because it's ultimately because self is in the centre. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what I want is yes. the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's not as it's not as simple as you think of it. You think, oh, I've met selfish people. They always just say I, 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 or they always just talk one way. But I, I do think that we all have to look at this because we are because that is the that is the fall is self right putting self first. It's a little bit like that thing they say about pride and humility. You know where it says that humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Mm. Which is the opposite of self-centeredness, isn't it? So the link between humility and self-centeredness must be pretty. Important. But again, pride. Uh, so the opposite to humility is pride. So pride and self-centeredness is the fall. Yeah, and it's also what the enemy did. It's what Satan did. Mm. He wanted to be the center, mm. to receive worship, and to you know to be in the place of God, to ascend to the highest place, and etc. And he still wants to do that. And of course, he's encouraging us to do that. Or oh, you could be more, you could be bigger, you could be better, you could be the most important thing. So how do we, so what are we going to do though, when we have got real valid needs inside? So we've got valid needs to be, to be heard or to be, um, or just even taken care of. Yeah. Just yeah. Thinking if someone's in hospital yeah. and they're laid out in bed, actually in some ways, Everything does revolve around them because they need care. That doesn't mean that they're self-centered. No, we've, that's really important, isn't it? Yeah, mm. because self-centeredness is an attitude of your heart. And that's why Gary can have self-centeredness. <laughs> Poor Gary. He can be self-centered because it's, it's, it can outwork in all different ways, but it's our heart is self-centered. Right. And that's the challenge of our heart, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why it's okay. Like in the Gospels, when we read about Jesus, he would often take time alone mm. and he would rest. And even the whole idea of Sabbath, this sort of command from God to rest and to lay everything down could feel very self-indulgent, self-centered. But actually, that's a gift. That's right for well, us so to a, receive. It's a commandment. Yeah. That's what struck me. It's actually is a commandment of God. Yeah. So God does want us to take care of ourselves. And that's where if we're not careful, we can go off on this like, oh, yes, I don't want to be selfish or I don't want to be self-centered. So I should stop taking care of myself. I've just and that's where it goes off kilter because da, da, da. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you know what my is at the end of the dot dot dots? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, it's not going to work if you don't know what's going to come. I'll have to, okay, I'll have to dot, 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 and then, okay, right, ready. Da, da, da. Other people get put in the centre. Okay. I can't remember what I was saying now. I wasn't expecting that. No, but that's the problem, isn't it? Is that if we think, right, I shouldn't be in the centre. Okay. So now I've got to put other people in the centre. So, I mean, how many mums are just exhausted from just 
you know, being absolutely everything for their families, for their children. And it's all this sort of, you know, just pure exhaustion of I've got to just die to myself or women in church, men in church, not just women, Andy, men in everybody, people. Even Gary. Even Gary. <laughs> Even Gary. Gary could wait. Gary was putting you first. Exactly. That's exactly what Gary was doing. What was Gary thinking? Oh, poor Gary. There's no one listening called Gary, who supports Liverpool. <laughs> well, he does he really support Liverpool, or was he just putting you? Of course he does. No, no, no. So the danger is that the solution to self-centeredness is self-denial. Well, yeah, no, I don't. I, or, or uh, well, that is good, but it, or other people. Yeah, but that that's an outworking of self-denial mm, is I put everyone else first. But I end up denying me. I, I, yeah. I'm rubbish and awful and I don't. I shouldn't ever rest or shouldn't ever feed myself or take care of myself or go for a walk in the hills or Mm. yeah I shouldn't do any of that because that's wrong so I need to deny myself which is what the bible says but not in that way it's denying the carnality that's what the bible's Mm. talking about when it says deny self it's denying the carnal nature so do you think it's about idolatry I know you're just looking a bit shocked now because I'm just running wow, a just, completely just other random. In. But oh, when we're self-centred, we, we've got ourselves in the centre. Right. So we've got ourselves, the one we're serving, we're serving ourselves. Right. We replace ourselves with other people. Yeah. And then they become the centre, they become the idol, they're the the king that we're serving. Maybe we don't relate to idols, I mean, but who are we serving? Yeah, but don't you think we should relate to idols more? Because I, this is a bit of a bugbear for me, Mm. because the Bible is full about stuff about idols and God gets very upset about idols and deals with idols in his people all the time. But in our sort of modern day thinking... We don't relate to it because we don't maybe have a wooden carved image that we that we worship in our house or whatever. But we do have idols in our life, which is like you're saying, which is basically anything that's in the place. Well, ultimately anything that's in the centre. Yeah, but it's what you're serving, isn't it? So we serve self, we're self-serving or we serve other people. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about people pleasing. That's that is serving other people. You're trying, you're you. It's that slave mentality again that we all slip into. Um, and maybe for some people, they've been so exhausted in their lives with people at the centre serving other people, and then you think, well, I need, you know, maybe God speaks some worth and some value and some healing. And then it's right that we value ourselves, but we've gone too far that way and now we've put ourselves at the centre. Right. So it's, it is really, really, I mean, this is not like we're just challenging all these people who are listening. We are very challenged by this ourselves. I don't like it. <laughs> so, okay, so now we've got a problem, right? Because we've said we're conflicting with what we're saying. So on one hand, we're saying we shouldn't be at the centre and we shouldn't self-deny Mm-hmm. and other people shouldn't be at the centre and we shouldn't be serving them. But then we are supposed to serve other people mm. and we are supposed to look after ourselves. So so really, we're going around in a circle. We are, but there but, is a solution. But it must be because God, we, because if we did put God at the centre, then he would show us how to have balance. And I think that's what it comes to with other people is knowing where there's boundaries. Because if I think the things that we would look for if we were putting other people at the centre 
is that we are, you know, just simple things like we're afraid to say no to them. Right. We're afraid to disagree with them. We, it's fear, isn't it? It's fear. You'd recognize fear. I've got to keep them happy. Right. And um, there's great books on boundaries, great books called Boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. The other, I mean, the other thing with having people at the center is, I guess the key question to ask is what is driving it? What would, what's the driving force behind other people at the center? Now it might be that we heard a podcast by Andy and Kath Taylor that said that self-centeredness is not okay. Like you shouldn't do that. So then we flipped the other way and now we're completely Gary's. We are Gary. I mean, we are full throttle other people. So maybe it's guilt that's doing it. Guilt towards God. Like we're, we want to be, we want to please the Lord. So deny myself, serve other people. They, they come first. They, I, I won't eat. They can eat my meal. You know, whatever I it is. I want rest. They can rest. Right. Exactly. I won't talk. I'll listen. Yeah. I'll agree with them. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll keep the peace. I'll. So it might be that we're trying to please God or it might be some, some kind of false guilt that we have to keep them happy. There are great books, though, on boundaries that just help us and I guess help us look at, am I, am I just denying boundaries all the time? Am I driven by, I don't know, like, um, are people ruling over me in this place of being on a throne or we're using things like false guilt and making me feel guilty that if I disagree or so they're really important things to look at and I guess that would then help us to see maybe we have got people at the center maybe we are like we've said people pleasing and and they've taken that place of God so to me it comes down to worship that's what I would say Mm -hmm. I'd say it's who we worship in we worship in ourselves my own needs being met and my own you know even valid needs am I worshiping other people Am I letting them be God over me? Or do we need to re realign ourselves and say, God, I want you at the center? Yeah. I mean, that really is where the rubber hits the road, I think. Is and, and actually, even for us as a ministry, we just had a prayer, sort of a few days of prayer for some of our leaders and just felt very challenged, really on a deep level, about Lord, we just want you at the center of our personal lives, but also of this ministry. And we want you to strip out of us anything that where you're not the centre. Yeah. Because the thing is, we can make all these sort of programmes or structures or I don't mean like our event programmes, like just systems in our mind even of how do I navigate this thing about who's at the centre? Well, but if I put him at the centre... Everything else falls into everything place. Everything else is fine because it's, it's the way it was meant to be. Like that's the way God intended it. There was, you think of Adam and Eve before the fall, they weren't... You know, Adam wasn't walking around thinking, oh, well, you know, should I do this for Eve or should I go for a swim? I mean, which one should I do? Which is the right thing to do? I don't know what. Or should I have a quiet time? He just he just was at peace. He just knew because God was at the centre of his. And that's how Jesus was, wasn't he? Yeah. You don't see him weighing up or, you know, going to have a, a, you know, which one is it? Which one is it? It's us. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It just is when he was, Jesus just did have his father at the center. Right. And and sometimes that meant that Jesus rested. Mm. And sometimes that meant that even though he was tired, he still met with he was still moved with compassion when he saw the crowds and he ministered and loved them. So when he's when he's in the middle, 
then he gets to he gets to lead us down the different pathways of actually actually you just need to rest right now and why don't you take a day out and go sit on a beach or climb a hill or Mm. enjoy life yeah and then another time i just want you to be there for these people i want you to serve them and love them and reach out to them yeah and give of yourself yeah yeah but when he's in the middle the whole thing it will balance out like he'll give you the rest that you need when you need it Mm. which will satisfy the tiredness of what you've given out on the other side Mm. which reminds me of my roller skates when i was a kid because um my dad used to have to constantly tighten my wheels yeah. Otherwise, they were out of balance. Uh-huh. Oh, Andy, if you have roller skates and you have one wheel that You're isn't about tight, old-fashioned roller skates. Yeah, it? those ones where you know. You, did you see the metal, where you put your the metal bottom? Did you have some? Well, I think my sister might have had some. I I, I cannot stand up on those. I know. I was things. just a bit worried at the thought of you on roller skates. I don't know what it is with me. I just can't balance on those things. Do you remember when we were in Florida and we decided we were going to go roller not we, blading? Not we. Did you not try them on as well? Well, I tried them on while sat on the bench. I couldn't even stand up. <laughs> Do you remember? remember? In Dick's Sporting Goods. And I had them and I thought this is, but yeah, I just, I just, I really do want to do that. But I'm just scared in case, actually, some of the girls at the Grange, the young, the younger ones, they had, um, they got a pair of rollerblades and I thought I could get a pair of rollerblades mm. on eBay and I could skate with them. And then about a week later, one of them broke their arm. Oh, that was on the skateboard and that put me off. Mm. I could be like one of those old ladies who have like padded arms <laughs> and a helmet. You know those big Zorb, those big Zorb yeah. balls? I'd do it with one of those. Yeah, we could go rollerblading on Morecambe Front, Andy. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Okay. What was your point about? Oh, that it was again? about the wheels. The wheels, yeah. Well, you have to tighten one of the wheels. My dad was forever tightening one of the wheels. Okay, because why? Because then you've, you th- there's an alignment with the skates. Okay, and your point is? Oh well. <laughs> oh, we want to be aligned. Ah, we want to be balanced. Yes. Maybe that's not a very good point. That's good. Okay. Like that. Mm. Enjoyed hearing about your roller skates. Mm. So Jesus at the center. Is the is the challenge? <clears throat> the takeaway the takeaway for this podcast is not so much about am I self centered. It's more is Jesus at the center. That's the that's the thing we want to contemplate and think about. And actually, you talking about your um, your roller your roller what are they called roller skates? Oh, roller skates. You talking about your roller skates? Just it's a good point actually with the oh, wheel. Thank you. Yes, because I was thinking about my bike. Okay. Which I can ride. And uh, the wheel on the bike, of course, if the spokes go into the very centre and then the fork of the bike goes into that and then the bike works, right? Because the wheel turns the way it should because it's in the centre. But if you tried to, if you made like a secondary hub for the wheel that wasn't in the centre and then connected the fork to that, well, then it's Well, it wouldn't work, would it? Well, it would be... um, Would it be off kilter? It would be misaligned. Mm. And you wouldn't ride smoothly. It would be a mess and basically impossible to ride. But I mean, there is something to this that when we put Jesus there, and this is the, this is the thing we want to ask him, Lord, where in my life are you not at the centre? Because then there's balance. I think that was my point that I was trying to get to before I got distracted by my roller skates, was that there's balance. Right. And like you're saying about a wheel with your bike, if the hub is in the centre, there's balance. Right. There's Everything is able to work together, which is what 
spoke to me of what you were saying of Jesus. There's a there was a peace, and yeah. and that's what he wants for us—a peace to sometimes be given to other people, sometimes be receiving ourselves, but always he's at the center. So, but what does that? I mean, that is such a it's such a thing, isn't it? It could become like a slogan: Jesus at the center. You know, we could have LL Ministries desiring Jesus at the center. Oh, actually, that would be quite good. But what does it mean? Like, what does it mean? Like, how do you do that? Like, how are you, Andy? So we've been challenged on this. So how are you feeling like that works in your life? Can I just phone Gary and see what he thinks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. He'll just listen to you, Andy. (laughs) He won't tell you anything. So yes, Andy, you're right. Whatever you say is right, Andy. That's why I love him so much. I bet he never convicts. I bet he never says, no, that's why you go to Gary instead of me, because I'd be really mean. I literally really want a friend called oh, Gary now. I, I feel a bit jealous of your relationship with Gary. I haven't got a relationship with Gary. <laughs> I don't know anyone called Gary. <sighs> right. What? No, seriously. What does it look like in your life? <laughs> don't be asking these questions, do you? I'm, I'm asking you, but I'm asking myself as well. Okay. I can't get away from this word worship. I think it's, it's Lord, I want to worship you. I want to desire you. I want to, I, and, I, and I forget that that's in my heart and I get distracted and I worship myself or my own needs or my own humanity or I balance off the other way and I'm enjoying keeping everybody else happy and then Lord, I, but I want to realign. I want to worship you. I want you more than anything else. I think that's that's what that's how I'd answer it. And desire is it des- desire oh, yeah. as well? Like, what do I really desire? And yeah. do I desire the Lord to be mm. like? Even when Jesus cleared the temple, it talked about a zeal. There was a zeal for the Lord's house that consumed him. You think, well, Lord, I want you to stir that in me. Like, maybe we could recognize areas of our life where we are a bit self-centered and we could start by saying well lord please forgive me for that because mm. it's not right for me to be self-centered at the expense of other people or even at the expense of the lord that i don't want to spend time with you lord because there's this netflix show i'm in the middle of and so i'm i'm self-centered so i can put that right relationally with him and say lord please forgive me and can i think I, as so, well sorry can i just say we can even be doing good things for god but actually it isn't feeding him it's feeding ourselves I'm just being honest. We can, yeah. can't we? We can, you know, talk and pray and all the rest of it. It's subtly in our hearts, it's for ourselves. Right. So it's like you said, it's putting that right, yeah. And then asking the Lord to give us a real passion for him, like mm. to stir that passion in us and to, you know, there's that scripture in Revelation about losing your first love. Yeah. It's like, Lord, please rekindle that. Like, I really want you to rekindle that so that you are at the centre. Not Because the thing is, you could approach Jesus at the centre like a grudging kind of, ugh, I have to do this because I'm a Christian, you know, oh, I suppose I better put Jesus at the centre. All right, then, Lord, here we are. Which is not the way this is supposed to be at all. It's supposed to be this love response. Like, of course you're at the centre. Like, you're my everything. Like, what have I got apart from you? I've got nothing. Yeah. But we want to ask the Lord to stir that in us, like ignite that. And I think it's right to, you know, sometimes we, when you say that about the first love, I remember um, it was always seen in, when I was growing up at church that it was for the backsliders. There was that word, wasn't oh, like yes. all the backsliders. And, you know, even I can remember as a kid, like, we would always have the um, call for salvation. And every time I wanted to go up, 
I remember going up like endless times, not really because I, I wasn't saved, but because I just wanted, I guess it was that moment of, I just want to put you back in that place. Just So it's not that we've maybe backslidden, but maybe we've just drifted a little bit. We've just drifted off kilter and it's putting him back in his place. Yeah. And don't you think that we need him to, I mean, it's a funny thing really, is it? But we need him to give us that hunger and that desire. Yeah. I mean, Psalm 84 really has some beautiful words that we could just use as a prayer, actually. Um, And from verse one, it just says, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord with my whole being, body and soul. I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even a sparrow finds a home and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. And, you know, we might read some of that and think, well, I'm not sure if I do long or faint with longing. It's all right to be real, isn't it? It's okay to be real, just but to read it and just be like, Lord, I actually want to get to that place. I want this to grow in me, that there Mm. just is this longing where I realise, Lord, unless you're in the middle, I've literally got nothing. Mm. And it goes on, uh, you know, from verse 10, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. But but, it, but stop, just to stop you there, it's okay to admit that we're not quite there, but we want to be there. Yeah, it's a desire. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing about desire. Mm. It's like, what do I desire? What's the one thing I want, you know? Well, I want that, Lord. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that other scripture as well. Um of the song as well as the deer pants for the water. Oh, yeah. Which is just beautiful, isn't it? As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Yeah. I used to sing that song. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And I guess it is, that's the amazing thing about God, isn't it? We could we could be drifting off with ourselves and other people at the centre and totally oblivious to it, not even thinking, you know, having, putting all sorts of praying and, talking to God, but but maybe we have just drifted off and we didn't even realise. But then when God just shines his light, like he did for our, uh, just a fresh for us this last week or so, um, just to say, just just deal with the things where I'm not at the centre. Yeah. And we just lay them down and then we say, Lord, oh, I don't know what I've been doing, but I want you back there. And and to me, I don't, I, I don't think that, like, you do it once and then it lasts two, three months. It's not like... Yeah. It's not like it's not like that. I think it's a daily. It is. It's a constant thing. Uh, yeah, daily. And if I don't do it daily, I drift. I'm just. I think this is sometimes. I think this is more like a confessional than uh, a podcast for other people to listen to. But I do. I I know I do. And then and then we I, all do. Yeah. And then you hear his knocking of his just gentle Holy Spirit, and and then like you said, we've got to we've got to say sorry for those ways and the selfishness and the self-centeredness and the people pleasing and then we and then we put him back and and our wheels strong and steady again well i think we should pray lord we just we just want to confess to you lord that there are many many times where you are not at the center whether it's either us or we've put other people and Lord, we, we just want to say to you, we're, we're sorry for every time that we've done that. And we ask, Lord, that you would 
take your rightful place in our life, which is at the centre. And we pray, Lord, that you would stir in us a real passion for you, such a strong desire for you to be at the centre that the temptations and the pulls of everything else, Lord, would, would get less and less, and that you would just remain in that place which is right for you, Lord, at the centre of everything, whether that's our, our personal life, our families, our homes, our workplaces, our churches, Lord, that you would be absolutely at the centre. So would you help us, Lord, as we bring this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Good. I enjoyed that. Mm. Fresh reminder. Yep. Really good. Yeah. Lord, we want you at the centre. So hope you've enjoyed listening. Hope you're challenged. Hope you can pass it on to some friends and hope they're not called Gary because yeah. that would be a bit awkward. That would be awkward. But uh, we will see you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.